Pursuit of Podcast, a purely guest-centric show focusing on people and organizations that advance positive change. Positivity can be anywhere, and in a time of vast discord, the pursuit of is finding those who champion its causes loudest. Join us as we sit and learn about the pursuits of local leaders in their community. Let's go. Hello, good people, and welcome to the Pursuit of Podcast, where it's truly not us, it's you. I'm Ryan Buck, Artist Development, New Leonard Media. With me is the boss, Mark Wilson, President, New Leonard Media. How are you? I'm doing great, Ryan. Today I have an intern helping there at is the some, helm, and That so is not... enough about us, the chit-chat. More importantly, our guests today are Demery Jones, Independent Living Specialist, and Alana Leahy, Associate Director, Disability Network, Northern Michigan. Right. Was that okay? Because we had a little chat about titles and everything. So yeah, want to make sure that that was accurate. That was beautiful. It's now a time of transition, which is exciting. But there's a question that I have started asking recently, and it's really fun with two people. I, I'm just going to ask this as well. So you're both at a a gathering of some sort, a social gathering, a party. We're at a, a party. We're doing parties again, right? Yeah. So you're putting yourself into that kind of space. And you're at a party and somebody asks you, what do you do? So firstly, what's the response? My first response is I'm an advocate for people with disabilities. Okay. Um, you, would you have typically just taken the, the charge? Because I find that dynamic interesting. So. Yes. Okay. Yes, she would. And absolutely. then you would maybe affirm that. I would. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> She's also a social worker and, you know, many, many, many different titles and roles. Okay, so now you've got a little semicircle. What do you say now? A semicircle of people of around people? you, and oh, uh, sure, because yeah. everyone really loves to talk to the social workers. Definitely, <laughs> <laughs> they're they're definitely no, gathering. I think you just sold yourself because that was a nice short little pitch. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> so there's a little semicircle, and people are, are are looking. So, what type of questions you typically get, and are they relevant? Well, let's see. So we would definitely get questions like, what is Disability Network? Who is Disability Network? And what do you guys do? Because we we definitely do not have the greatest presence. Yeah, presence out there right at the moment. So I think that that's, that's something that we are working towards getting out. And people sometimes get confused or, or just have never even heard about Disability Network before. Right. And I think a lot of people that hear disability and they think, oh, you are the people that determine if I'm disabled or not. Right. And you're going to cut me not. that check. <laughs> wow. Okay. So that's, that's a lot. And, and uh, that is interesting. Forgive me. But you've opened a lot of doors there. And the first one being awareness which is, I could say, wow, this is a small community. This is a small town awareness, which is interesting. And, you know, I guess a decent problem to have because you can combat that. So what are typical ways that you are generating awareness? And is this a typical part of your day? We don't have a typical day ever, ever in Disability Network. <laughs> um, every day is different, which is what I think I love most about my job is that there's nothing like yesterday and nothing like tomorrow. So, um, that's I, wonderful. Yes. Is that yes. a you? Can that we... is a me. I love change. So I thrive on it. So that's, that's great for me. It's great for most people at Disability Network. It's one of the reasons that keep the people around that come is that, you know, we get to do something different every day yeah. because you're, you're with people. So, you know, one person is not the same and disability doesn't affect that person the same as this person. So 
these issues that come up in people's lives are always different. Right. So, well, themes of change, I think, are are a strong undercurrent, obviously, for what you do and who you support. And you are, you know, truly supporting people, families, and communities. So how long have you both been with the organization? I've been with Disability Network. This will be my seventh year. I'm going on my third year. However, I started with Demery as an independent living specialist and then became associate director last year. Wonderful. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And what are you celebrating right now, just as an organization? Big thing, little thing. What are you celebrating? Well, right now we are not necessarily celebrating, but mourning the loss of Judy Human, who was... She, oh, my goodness. Yes. Yes. Wonderful advocate. Yes. She was a huge advocate for the disability and, Yeah. Sit in. Amazing sit in San Francisco that generated yes her incredible violent ways of oh, protesting and yeah. sit ins right. and yeah it was an amazing amazing woman and yeah. so yeah this was a big loss for us absolutely it, it wow. not expected no it was not I think that as we move forward we have a legislative day where we go to Lansing and talk with our our representatives and that's in May. And so I think that moving forward, we will, you know, take the spirit of Judy with us when we go. Well, okay, that's going to get me to another question ahead, but it doesn't matter. We're just talking. This is how friends talk, right? So legislative. I think what's fascinating, and a lot of people may not know, and a theme that comes up on the podcast a lot, is the advocacy you have to do. Not just awareness, not just a Facebook post, but Lansing, does it extend beyond that to D.C.? What does that kind of thing look like for you in your roles and the organization? <laughs> well, we, we have a group of um, people with disabilities that meet on a monthly basis. It's called our peer advocacy team. And so we are looking for opportunities all the time to bring awareness to our representatives and our senators and letting them know, educating them that this is what we're struggling with here in northern Michigan. Right. So we're very active in working with our representatives in the state. So what's the key to being successful in that? Now, I mean, you can share secrets if you want. You can hold repetition, back. repetition, repetition. Wow. And immediately. <laughs> so Power that, in this numbers. Is... So we join all of the other Center for Independent Livings in the state and kind of try to decide key issues for the year and all come together to discuss those with our representatives collectively. So there are 15 independent centers for independent living agencies in the state. And so each one of us would go to our corresponding representatives to discuss, you know, similar issues. Right. And those, you know, power numbers were all coming with the same message. That's really helpful. So for people who just only see this frustration in movies. A lot of this stuff is true. It is. Mm -hmm. You need it to is. keep pounding on doors to be heard. You need mm -hmm. to. But what does it take to really prepare for a big meeting? Let's say you pounded on the right doors and you have something big, that something that could push through. For, for the both of you, how do you get ready for that? How do you prepare to be undeniable in that room? Bring the story. Bring the story. Bring the story. It's not data. It's not... It's a personal experience. So if it's a person that's struggling and wants to go to you, to that meeting with you, bring the story because I, it makes it real. I think that looking at our past successes with the Go logo, right? Mm -hmm. So last year, the Go logo was approved, and I'm not sure if you were aware of that. That no. is the accessible parking signage, right? So instead of the 
universal signage of accessibility, which is just a person seated in a wheelchair, it is the active person seated in a wheelchair that needs to be displayed on all signs for accessible parking in Michigan. That is wonderful. Yes. So we all came together to advocate for that and and we were successful. Well, actually that was like a three year process. So it we was started it pop, like yes. right before COVID. So that's always the question to ask. Mm-hmm. That sounds inspiring, but may just be deflating, but maybe not. No, it's not at all. I mean, nothing is ever fast. I'm looking when it at comes your faces to... and you are smiling. Oh, so absolutely. I mean no, it's, it's because big. you know we're passionate about this. Oh of and, course, but yeah. for the layperson to hear three years to get a sign changed. And it was, I mean, yeah, something simple, right? I mean, and I, you know, I, I mean, we know it's not simple, mm-hmm. but something maybe there's thing, there are things that should be simpler. <laughs> but like the theory behind it is what most people don't understand. So if you look at the universal symbol of accessibility, you see just a stationary person and it's a person is more than their wheelchair. So, their wheelchair is assistive technology. It's a tool that they use for mobility. It isn't what makes or defines a person. So when you show this symbol with an active person, they get that status of I am a person and I have power, right? Well, this is perfect to tee up to my next question and maybe a hard question to, to answer, but I, I think an important one to ask. And it's not meant to be obscure on purpose, but what does independence mean to you? Independence, it's not what independence means to us. Independence means something different to every single person. And you get to bring that to Disability Network when you come to us, right? You get to decide what that means for you and how we can help you achieve that. Because that's what we stand for is determining your own independence and and setting those goals and achieving those goals. And we're here to help you do that. And the person determines that independence. We're just a barrier remover. So whether it's a policy or a person or a doctor's office or whatever, we're, we're there to help them navigate those barriers. Right. Their independence, they've already figured that out. We're just as, here as to a concept, it. independence is interesting because how many people think about it mm-hmm. and what it means to them. A lot of people might think, you know, the, the classic definition of, of independence, you know, from tyranny of something of that nature. But I think it's really wonderful how you look at independence because it is kind of different for everyone, but do people have issues with others defining it for them or others maybe thinking Absolutely. this is what you need mm-hmm. and not allowing them to get to you, uh, for yes. example, to get the things that they may need? Yes. Yeah, we're, we're still stuck in a medical model for disability. So we got to fix that person, right? Oh, so what, so what does that mean, a medical model? I, I think that's So there's so obviously something wrong with that person, right? So that you have whether, a disability, you, you need to be fixed. Right. So, and we don't look at it that way. We look at it from a social model where you're part of the community. So how can we make it better for you to live the way you want to live? Right. With everyone else. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Inclusive. Yeah. We are looking at inclusion and not at, you know, just defining how other people should live in relation to everyone else. Right. Hmm. Well, it, it kind of seems like the word uh, adaptability has mm-hmm. been like kind of more prevalent than saying flat out disability, like at a complete disadvantage. I mean, the, the world kind of, we all adapt no matter who we are and what we have going on. Introverts in my life adapt daily to my extrovertedness. <laughs> <laughs> yes. To, to my 
need to talk all the time. Well, and, and, to... and that's that's the thing. You know, a lot of and it was a buzzword in business or a buzz term in business. I'd rather be adaptable than smart. And and I, maybe there's something to that. But, you know, talking about smarts, Alana, you received your B.A. in psychology and sociology from Tulane University. Interesting. Lauren Hutton graduated from there. And I met her when I was working at the Swiss Hotel Chicago. That could be a good story for offline. <laughs> um, and you got your JD from Syracuse University. Go Orange. Um, yes, go Orange. And the president graduated from there. Robocop okay. graduated from there. <laughs> Peter Weller. Yes. So did you want to be a president or a robotic well, I, I police just, officer? I just want to say that if Joe Biden can do it, anyone can do it. <laughs> right? <laughs> so for you, what was the dream, the plan, and the reality? What was the dream, the plan, and reality for me? I went to to Syracuse looking at um, its specialization in disability law. I was a human rights and civil rights focused individual. And so I went there both with that and then the cold case justice initiative um, in mind. And that is a, um, a civil rights era based organization. So they were looking at old cold cases from the 1950s ish era and trying to find the killers and bring them to justice. This sounds wow. so attractive <laughs> and how it can be a real pursuit of study even before absolutely this was in the social consciousness and you got to start pursuing that. Was it fun? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that was part of the dream and the plan, it right? It was. Absolutely. It, yes. So it's interesting that they merged. Yes. So I, I really was focused on civil rights in general. And then it wasn't until I got there that I realized how much I fell in love with disability law. And that was an interesting story in itself, just because I got stuck taking land use and zoning, which I thought would be the- Stuck taking? Stuck taking this as is my not a good first thing. semester- <laughs> First quarter, like, yeah, first year elective. I only got to it take one. It doesn't sound super sexy. I get it. It, but... it doesn't, no. <laughs> and the, in general, disability law really coincides and they merge. And I realized how much I absolutely love disability law just from land use and zoning. Oh, well, hey, shout out to land use and zoning. Shout out to land use and zoning. We, we've talked to a lot of folks in, in our community. <laughs> we've had guests on this podcast who, you know, supporting our natural resources and the earth nothing else happens without it so i don't think there's anything wrong with that and it's interesting to see you were you know inherently inspired were you similarly inspired in an educational path or what got you to want to do what you're doing my change was a midlife change i started out in business i married a brilliant man who had mental health issues so I spent a lot of time navigating the healthcare system for him. Right. And one day over coffee, he said, you know, you'd make a pretty damn good social worker. And I'm <laughs> like, hmm. So I, I changed. I, I, I looked Is into that social relationship-wise, I mean, that's a wonderful, supportive thing to say for a partner to say, right? Well, I mean, it, it couldn't you know, be it kinder. Was, it's, it's a struggle. Mental health in our area, in our state, in our country is a struggle. So you, you you can't navigate mental health by yourself when you're in crisis. So um, it, do too many people do that? Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's kind of or an they don't question, and, but... and, and we lose them. So right. Um, yeah. So that's <laughs> it's changed. And, and then so... I went to Grand Valley and got my master's in social work. And wow. Yeah. Are there Makers. elements? 
<laughs> are there elements of when you both look at at your education? Because it, it's really impressive, right? You seem geared towards it. Um, are there elements of your education you couldn't do this without and elements of your education where maybe you would have focused elsewhere? I think for me, I could do the work. I just needed the letters behind my name for people to understand what I do. Fascinating. Right? So, I mean, I could be an advocate for, you know, people with disabilities. So legitimacy that, but... keeps coming up it is, is not just recognition, but then legitimacy. Right. So it just, it you just... as a person had to deal with that. Yeah. Right. I wasn't, I didn't want to be the wife that was doing the advocacy. I wanted to be able to advocate for advocate. Capital T. Yeah. Capital T. Well, we, you know, are in a place where if you go to the website, which is really amazing, we'll talk about that in a second, but you talk about community resources and you offer many, and that's a name that heavily implies community. So how has Traverse City improved as a city as it relates to what you do and who you serve in the last, let's say, five years? Well, I think that it's important to shout out here that we don't just serve Traverse City. We serve 17 counties across the tip of the mitt. So we are over in Traverse City, down to Manistee, and over to Alpena. We are we are around. To the bridge. Yep. Yes, to the bridge. Exactly. So And we, Beaver Island. Oh, and Beaver Island. That's right. We get to go out there every once in a while. That is correct. Needed. So, you know, if you need that ADA assessment, we are here for you, Beaver Island. Bring oh, it. Is, is this uh, an ongoing thing that you're looking to get done? Oh, I, well, I, I just, I like you? to travel and I like to camp. Oh, so yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beaver Island, call me now. There's a music festival there, or yes, a couple, I think, yeah. at times. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I got stranded there one weekend. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I think that with all of the work that we do, a lot of this is some of the rural outreach, making sure that people know that we're there for them. Right. Because you don't, you don't get a lot of supports when you're in some of our more rural areas. But how are we making things better? We are advocating and improving accessibility. Um, I didn't answer your last question, but like my law degree really helps our agency to offer ADA assessments. So making sure that businesses and buildings and parks and streets and sidewalks are all accessible to people with disabilities, uh, people's homes, apartment buildings, all of these things. I'm able to do that with my degree. So that's really, really helpful. And, you know, we sit on advisory boards and things like that to help, you know, make Traverse City better, help make various counties and cities and townships better and yeah. stronger. Well, it's a place that, you know, moving from a, a larger city, you do appreciate our community and our area because it is easier to get around, but you still have to allocate your time. Mm-hmm. And it does take a lot of time. You go to the website and there are so many different things that you can do. So what advice would you have to somebody who maybe is just they're at the beginning of their journey. They're, they've just decided to 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 get help with anything that's that's in their life. What would be the best first step? Call somebody us. who just has some on the telephone, mm-hmm. right? Is that what walk you're saying? Walk in, call us. Yeah. Walk, okay, so walk in or call would be a great first step. Absolutely. And why why is it why is it a a call or walk in? Because like you said, this is a journey. Um, And you're taking your first steps, right? So there's so much that can encompass anything, whether you need something simple, like just the phone number to Social Security Administration, or you need to know what that journey looks like before you even get started. You want to plan like we're here to help you do that. You know, we aren't we aren't the person to that files your paperwork for you, but we can help you understand what it is they're looking for and start to help you 
collect that paperwork and those doc- doctor's sure. records and things like that. Well, specifically, there are things that you do that I think are are really fascinating. And when you look at what Disability Network does, it is more, even more than I suspected. So something like the Ticket to Work program, can mm-hmm. you kind of briefly comment on that? I mean, and, and it helps you with, with something that's really kind of critical. Yeah, that's a really excellent program for people who are looking to find out if they can be self-sustaining without Social Security mm-hmm. benefits. So with that, it allows you to maintain your Social Security benefits while working with us with your ticket to work over the allotted amount and get in- increased income and things right. like that to make sure that you can do it before you lose all of your benefits and have to reapply. Right? That's that's a big thing. Maybe with anything in life, it's everything's risk and reward. And sometimes like you don't even need the Ticket to Work program. You can come in and talk to one of our benefits counselors and just to find out what it looks like if you work 10 hours a week. Right. What does it look like if you work 20, right? right? What does it look like if you make $8 an hour versus $12 an hour or you make $20 an hour, right? These are all really different things that can really impact your life. Right. And speaking as a terrible procrastinator, sometimes even that first step is just enough to make you feel like, and I do think a phone call or a, or a meeting in person is is the best first step. So when you think about big problems that affect our community, and again, it's a small community and we're lucky in that way, employment, that's a big thing. We got eight different hotels coming into the community within the next three years, and we're already talking about employment. So can you talk to employment and how, I mean, there's benefits, so many benefits of employing individuals with disabilities in the workforce. So what are things that you can uh, speak to in that regard? So we offer a lot of different services on employment. We have a job club. We have, you know, job shadowing and a lot of different services that we can offer regardless of what it is you're looking for. We partner with MRS so that they can also provide services alongside of us. Right. But one of the things about employment that goes hand in hand is is housing. So if without the housing in Traverse City, that doesn't really make a difference. It's so interesting. One <laughs> issue just bumps into another and yeah. that's another small community thing. So fascinating. Yeah. I mean, those kind of go hand in hand. So if you can't afford to live in Traverse City, you also can't afford to work in Traverse City. Those, you know. Well, and then there's transportation, right? too. Oh, so here that we go. Okay, there's another one. So if, you can't, if you're living rurally because you can't afford to live in Traverse City and you have to work in Traverse City, how are you going to get there? So, you know, boosting up our, our ability to have public transportation that can move you from, say, Copemish to Traverse City or, right. you know. Well, you, you talk about, okay, that's one facet, but you're here and you're doing it and you're smiling. So there has to be hope <laughs> because we talk to a lot of people and, and, and we talk about a lot of problems. And I always have to ask everybody, is there hope? There's always hope. Okay. We're social workers. Yeah, of course. And that's why we have to continue to advocate for these things so that the money gets pushed into these areas so that we can, you know, build accessible, affordable housing. Exactly. Um, But being, being, you know, employed in, and not just because it, it looks good to a corporate board, but diversity in the workplace is a good thing no matter what. And so if you are in need or there is something, even if you have questions about whether you would be good for a certain role or position, can somebody reach out to you and say, I just really, you know, somebody calls on the phone and just says, this is what I'm thinking. I don't know. I, it's my first job in a long time, but 
that's okay. That's, Absolutely. You know, We're somebody gonna can help pick you. up that phone and be like, we got gotcha. you. Because it's, again, we talk, I, I said risk and reward. Somebody could just be nervous about that. Is it going to be, you know, am I going to be respected? Is it going to get me what I want? Is and there going to be a run around? to figure out ways to, to highlight and enhance those things that you did while you maybe weren't working. If you haven't worked in 10 years and, you know, doesn't mean that you haven't done anything, right? You right. might have volunteered. You might have taken care of a loved one. And, you know, those are things to highlight on a resume. We can help you do both your resume, like find those skills, all of those things. We we do those type of things as well. And then support you when when you are being employed, because as a person who collects disability, you're going to have to report those wages. And that gets kind of cumbersome. I mean, you're going you're gonna to weekly paycheck and you and I can just, you know, get our weekly paychecks and go on with our lives. Right. But if you're collecting a, a benefit, you have to report those. So you sure do. So it's it does get, you know. You have to remember to report them. Yes. So it gets to be more more work than, right. say, you and I going out and getting sure. the job. And from the employer side, too, you know, we always encourage employers to reach out to us as well. Let us know that they're hiring. Mm -hmm. Let us know that they're looking um, to partner and find people with disabilities. Right. To taking trainings from us to make sure that they're accessible in the workplace um, and as inclusive as possible. Right. Well, you you do a lot of work with so many people. And I'm fascinated to hear from you how much of your work at, at present is focused on maybe youth and then how much of your work is focused in the teen to adult area right now. Well, we we say that we work with people from womb to tomb. Um, so it's catchy. All, yeah. all ages of life. Look it right? on a t-shirt. All stages of life. Yes, that on a t-shirt, exactly. So, you know, we have parent networks to assist families who might have, you know, young people in, with disabilities. We mm -hmm. have various educational offerings that we offer to youth with disabilities. Yeah. And then we have transitional services. So, you know, you have those young adults who are looking to become independent, leave mom's home, and see what's out there in the world. Yeah. We have those type of transitional services. And we go all the way up to, you know, people who are, you know, in nursing facilities and either want to transition home or they're at home and want to transition right. to. Is that like options counseling? That is our so, options counseling okay. program. Yep. Yes. Wow. And so, you, well, you know, you talked about all the various different things. Demery, you talked about, you know, having to report to the IRS and things of that nature. It seems like you have an opportunity to engage youth on some of the stuff early, is that become more of a shift in, in that, like the life program, for example, is something that, you know, you're reaching out to school. So has that been a more concerted focus to get more engaged with, with younger families, individuals? Oh, absolutely. That's, that's definitely one area where we're definitely focusing on just because putting those skills out there and making sure that people have the skills to remain independent, you know, throughout their lifetime starts at a young age. So that is, we have one department that looks just at the youth transitional wow. services. So how many, how many employees? 20. 20 employees. 20 employees for 17 counties. I was just going to say, is it enough? the area of uh, the size of New Jersey. So. <laughs> okay. That's fascinating because you still have a business to run you still have a day-to-day -to, -day to do. You have, you both have things that you don't love to do each day. What? We love everything about our job. That's amazing. I, I honestly. You heard it here there first. There are very few things that I don't like about my job. My goodness. Really 
I have to say that. I mean, compared to other jobs that I've worked, I mean, I guess it's a change every day, but yeah, I don't. I don't get up in the well, morning. Then and go, I was just going to. I don't want to help anybody today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, I get that. I, I get that. But even a constant barrage of positivity, you know. So how do you? But it's you... not always. I mean, there's some sad things that happen, but there's usually good outcomes. So we I don't was... have the cure to the housing crisis. No. We don't have the cure. So right. I mean, we have our sad moments too, right? When right. people are experiencing homelessness and mm-hmm. they have a service dog and can't go to a shelter or they're a person who uses a wheelchair and they don't have room at the shelter. Yeah. Things or like they that. Use Those... Oxygen and they can't go to the shelter right. with the right. oxygen tank. So Well, those things you talked about stories. And I was gonna ask you you know, how do you use those in, in a good way? And how do you, you know, maybe separate those things? Because they can be inspiring, but it also can be it can wear on you. So how do you, one, use those stories in, in a meaningful way and doesn't look shameless, let's say, and then how do you kind of try to, you know, take inspiration from them and not let things weigh on you? But we don't necessarily market either positive or negative. No. It's it's not that it's a marketing tool. Mm-hmm. It's it's getting stories out there so people understand, understand yeah. and are it's aware. It's educational. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not trying to make money or anything off of the stories. The stories can be brought to the attention of our legislators. They can be brought to the attention of the public. Right. It, but all of it is to educate and to, you know, encourage advocacy. And self-advocacy. You know, yes. Teaching the person to be their own best advocate. So. And would it be... You know, accurate to say that you're working towards being irrelevant. That would be lovely. <laughs> That's not a thing, but yes, it would be great. <laughs> right, right. But it 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 wouldn't be because you know there's always going to be something that's that's that you're challenged by. But when you think about partnerships, because you have to be partners with so many. You talk about the life program, and you have to coordinate with schools and the partners that you have. You just talked about addressing homelessness, what's the key to, to finding the best partners and getting the most out of them together? What, how do you approach partnerships to make them work? Outreach, need, dire need. When you have one person who has one specific need and you're scrambling to help that person, right. you start to make those those relationships and friendships with the, the various agencies in all of our communities. And I think that that's one of the best ways I won't say the best, but it's it's the most frequently occurring ways that we make these relationships happen. We attend collaborative meetings mm-hmm. so that those exist in the community for each of the agencies to, you know, bring various issues to the table to right. talk about. But right. yeah, there's there's a lot of different ways that we reach out. Well, We're kind of the two one one for disability, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. But this is a very again we talk about the advantages of a small community, but there can be some challenges because there's a lot of competition. So what are the keys to really standing out when you're trying to to look at a partner? You know, how do you look at what's the best partner? What's the best tenants? And then, you know, what are, you know, what's your approach at, at standing out? We have partners with lots of money. <laughs> okay, that's a good <laughs> And all the answers. No. That's a good qualifier. <laughs> I think it's just that continuing collaboration, right? So continuously going to those meetings and having those conversations and and having them join you on that advocacy journey as well. Right. So and a lot of there's other organizations that don't specialize in disability. I was gonna so. say we don't have competition. If no. we had competition, I'd love to meet them. But um, 
yeah, I, I would love to have the competition. That's wonderful to hear. So, and, and because it's it's an easy question to ask. Well, then maybe could I ask who who else do you look up to? Are there organizations in other states that you take as models of what you do, or are you kind of inventing as as in using the resources that you have? So we collaborate with other Center for Independent Livings, but we all do the same core services essentially. Mm-hmm. So. It's not that we have anyone necessarily to look up to. It's more or less what is... What are what they is, doing that we can incorporate? Right. Or, you know, when we started, you know, during um, COVID, we started a quarantine cooking, right? And so now other SILs have been, you know, adding cooking to their services, right? Um, you know, for their clients. We so. started a virtual gaming group, so... All these virtual kids. gaming like yeah video, video gaming, gaming all types cool. of gaming yeah it's it's really really growing um and i think that a lot of other cells even out of state are starting to to do this too which is is great it's amazing the number of issues that come out with gamers that you know and kids but in most of its kids i mean we're trying to get all ages involved but sure. most of it's you know, i won't say children children but Young 18, adults, right? Yeah, 18 and over, right? Yeah. And so we we get all kinds of issues. Internet safety. Those are things that you don't necessarily learn in school. And you're you're talking to people online who are not safe. And a lot of bad things happen to people with disabilities because of that. So, you know, this is incredible. And I think that a lot of other agencies need to be aware and try and incorporate something because I'm catching a lot of issues. Well, the, this seems inspiring in a way because unless I'm misinterpreting, no, it's wonderful. You, you, it feels like you can go anywhere. You can, you can lead. You can create. You're agile enough to make these connections and know who to look for, and optimally with lots of money and things like that. But I think that's really fascinating that you're able to give so much to so many. Mm-hmm. And you talked about technology. Now you've had the Community Connections podcast. Is that still happening, or because? Now I see <laughs> there's a couple episodes out there. There's three. The one I listened to was on independence and our youth in youth transition. Oh, this is our podcast. This yeah, your podcast. Let's be one of those things that you delete because we're all like, what are you talking oh, about? Oh, great. <laughs> you know, I found it inspiring because John Bertram put his phone number out there. He I is mean, amazing. He's like, John, Call me. John truly Everybody. is amazing. I felt like when it was recorded, he put like the fake thing and he's like, I will do what you need. I'm sorry to have asked a corny question. About oh, no, no, that's the podcast totally okay. that you maybe don't think about very much. But I, I was going to say you're adapting, you're doing different things. A podcast is a great way to do it. And he was somebody who literally put his phone number out and said, I will help you. And I think he said day or night, and I believed him. And like, you said, like, John, I, is, I believe, John is inspirational and definitely committed to his job. Right. We all are. I mean, we 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 aren't a crisis center, but we do really care. We truly do. And is that, you know, that's clearly not enough. You know, you need the things that you've done. You need the experiences that you've had. And what's what is important to you as a culture at Disability Network? You know, when you go to work every day, you know, what do you both try to bring? What do you both try to take away from each day? Well, we, we have independent living philosophies, and we also have our motto, nothing about us without us, right? So we are a community of people with disabilities. We operate for people with disabilities. It is a consumer-led organization. Yeah. So this is what we are all about. We live, breathe, sleep, eat, drink, 
and we have perspire disability. We have a great group of people, so that if you know if you're stuck on something, if I'm stuck on something, I can go to Alana's office and go, "Man, I don't know what to do with this." And you know, right. it's that continuous feedback yeah. from others that yeah. may have walked the similar walk, you know, and, and can guide you through that. So right. and we just have a really great team of. Well, you've had to, you know, wrangle alpacas. You you are somebody <laughs> who probably stays organized. Do you keep everybody? I keep, I keep. Them. I'm guessing this because there's a lot of deferring. I, I, I love this dynamic because we start. We go all the way back to the beginning before we wrap up with this party thing, and I love how you, I can see it. You know, like I see you start it and then you get it going. That semicircle of people, but Alana, you are clearly are passionate. You're both very clearly passionate. And you talked about the legal things and, you know, all the things that you've done, but do you still have that I'll see you in court face? And can I see it? Because <laughs> I know this is not a visual medium, but do you still have it? Because you're known for the I'll see you in court face. Do you still have it? I am. Are you Are you on my Facebook? <laughs> no, I don't so, know. I mean, I am not an attorney, so I'm not taking anyone to court and Disability <laughs> Network doesn't necessarily handle any legal issues. However, Good I disclaimer. know the law, and that is, I'm absolutely happy to help people understand what that's a face that you just need to. to yes. just, mm -hmm. It's another tool in the tool belt. Exactly. Yeah, I could see exactly. that. Yes. I just never heard it put that way. And because I think I know the face in general, <laughs> but I just thought it was really something unique to have been able to put out there. So, how can anybody support, donate? What is the best way aside? You know, we just talked about calling and, and going in, but what's it, what's the best way <laughs> to support volunteer? Is that the best way? So you can donate online at www.disabilitynetwork.org. Awesome. Well, Alana Demery, thank you both so much for your pursuits and all those who pursue along with you doing all the amazing things that you do for those in our community that need it. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our team, our listeners, the people who hopefully uh, will call and support? No, I, I think that this just about covers it. We're two, here three, for one, nine, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a press nine, zero, three. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah, go for it. Go yeah, on on okay, we'll we'll get that number now. <laughs> <laughs> two three one nine two two zero nine zero three. Maybe we can put some effects under that to make that. Yeah, really cool. absolutely. Well, okay. wonderful. Thank you both so much for being our guest today. Thank you. And to all thank of you. our listeners, thank you so much for listening and thank you for pursuing the positive. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us again on the Pursuit of Podcast with the Pursuit of the Disability Network, Northern Michigan. We want to thank Demery Jones and Alana Leahy for taking the time to join us today. For more information and to get involved, please visit disabilitynetwork.org. News and events, volunteer opportunities, and to donate. Please, disabilitynetwork.org. And as always, for all things audio, video, and podcast production related, look us up at newleonard.com. <laughs>